Hey. Hey, you. Did you know that Jack Nicholson pulled a real gun on Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed, even though it wasn't in the script? Did you know that none of the cast knew what was about to happen during the infamous chestburster scene in Alien? Did you know that we have a Patreon? <laughs> well, check it out. You can find it in the links inside the episode descriptions or at our official website. It's a great way to support the show and even get yourselves shouted out at the end of every month. It really helps us out, and we are eternally grateful to each and every one of you that supports us. But for now, honestly, I really hope you just enjoy this episode. I also Dude, didn't know that was the chick that sang Sweet But Psycho. I don't think I know that song. Oh, she's sweet, but she's psycho. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know that song. You're welcome, internet, for that rendition, by the way. I like that. I'm rolling a joint, by the way. Sorry. Then we will actually get into this. What? But, um, I can't believe that. That is Lindsay's so gonna unlike you. Lindsay's going to get high while we record. That's not on brand at all. Let's give him a good news. We got one! Dude, you know what's great? Honestly, like I like each time that we have done this and by each time, I mean this and the time before that we have done this request. The timeline has been movies. I am so fucking excited about because I knew Milo and Otis was a complete like train wreck of chaos and animal nonsense. And this is (laughs) this movie is just chaos. It's not there's this. That's all it is. There's no plot to this movie. It it's is just, just chaos. How crazy can Joe Dante make this fucking movie? I loved it. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to like this, but did. So yeah, th- this is welcome back to request the timeline. I know I was like really surprised. I was like, God damn it. But also like, yes, send us the things you want to do because we will yeah. do them. Um, so we're doing, we're doing gremlins too today. And thanks to our listener, Aaron for his request. And here's what, what we got. Uh, from Aaron. I'm going to read out kind of his thoughts and his request before we jump into this. Uh, So Aaron says, Gremlins 2, the new batch, self-aware, meta before meta was a thing, completely fucking bananas. I can't believe it took me 30 plus years to finally watch this. I wish I could watch it again for the first time. Enjoy. Uh, And he also added uh, in a separate message, said, for me, a kid of the 80s who came of age in the 90s. I had some pretty strong feels about seeing the end of the 80s right at the dawn of the 90s when people had no idea what kind of massive cultural shift was about to go down. And he says, I feel like Gremlins 2 signals the tipping point perfectly right there in the sweet dead zone of 1990. I think that's actually and, a really good way of putting that. Yeah, yeah, it is. I 100% agree, dude. It's... um. So Gremlins, the first Gremlins had come out in 1984, and that was long before my time. Four years, in fact. Um, but this <laughs> long, somehow became... Eons. I know, eons. <laughs> Dude, I wasn't even an idea yet. Um, <laughs> but Gremlins somehow became like one of my favorite movies growing up. It was like the Christmas movie for Scott. Uh, <laughs> that and, and... But I watched it all the time. I was like, this isn't really a fucking Christmas movie. It just takes place at... Like Hook, right? Like Hook takes place at Christmas time, but it's not like a Christmas movie. That's kind of how I looked at it. Um, 
but yeah, hundred percent. Like Gremlins Two was just this insane, like handing over of like we're not in the eighties anymore. We have like this more modern take on films kind of thing. It it just yeah, hundred percent, dude. I'm I'm behind you all the way, Aaron. Thanks for this. Thank you for letting me do this today. Yeah, this just absolute chaos. Like it's really different from the first movie too, which uh, it is. I didn't watch in preparation for this because I thought that would be funnier. So it, would, it actually is a lot funnier. I mean, and I have lie, seen but. that movie and I understand its whole vibe, but. Um, so that's actually, yeah. that was part of my question before we got started on this was, had you seen the second one before? I don't think. Uh, well, okay, maybe. But if I had, it was like at a sleepover when I was 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we were all up all night eating candy. Like I hadn't, for all intents and purposes, no. But I, I do think I had seen both of them. I, I do think I'd seen them all. Okay. What's the one where the the it's like gremlins, but they're like critters. Critters, they're little all of them. with like angry teeth and shit. Yeah, that's critters. Critters like scared the fuck of out of me. Critters, I think, was like the end of my ability to like watch all these old eighty horror eighties horror yeah. movies. Even though it wasn't that scary, I distinctly remember the sleepover at Lauren Wilhowski's house, where. I was up all night after watching Gremlins and I was the only one who was scared and I ended up up all night scared. And I think that was yeah. the end of me really enjoying the horror genre where I was just like, I have maybe had enough. Thank you. Yeah. Like, that that's, was traumatizing. That's, that's the correct reaction at yeah. that age to that yeah. movie. To Critters. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I was that, not so okay. That was like all breaks or that was like all gas, no breaks. How fucking insane could we make this and how violent could we make this? That's basically yeah. what it was. And then it just it was got out rough. of control from there. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't anybody. But Gremlins 2 was not scary, which I was really happy to discover. I don't think the first Gremlins is really that scary either. I think it's critters that I had in mind of like shit that scared Probably. me. Probably. That um, and that's actually like a big part of Joe Dante's like whole thing with the second one. Um, and I'll get into it in a little bit when we actually get into the movie. But a major criticism of. The first one was that it is very, very dark. People are legitimately dying in that movie. Like the woman gets thrown out of the window. The Santa Claus gets like mauled to death by a bunch of the gremlins. They cause car accidents. There's like a full on murder scene in the in the kitchen, a la like Michael Myers. But it's the mom killing all these gremlins. It's just it's like it's insane shit. Yeah. Um, and so Joe Dante was like turn this down a little bit are we going in a different, a different direction, direction. yeah <laughs> yeah let's make an adjustment so yeah. speaking of joe dante tell me about tell me about the film scott what is this and 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 why why is it amblin what the fuck so it's it's steven spielberg <laughs> who was involved in the first one and but like, like amblin you're kind of like why the fuck how is it steven spielberg what's how going isn't on it? it's the 90s man it's steven know, spielberg but- was everywhere but the movie was so weird. <laughs> like, Dude, that it, was the first thing that I clocked was the like the big upfront. It's Amblin it's Entertainment. Amblin. I was You're like, like what? holy shit! What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? So weird it shit is. turns out to be Amblin. So anyway, go on. <laughs> and you kind of like don't see it coming. Um, but yeah, it is Amblin Entertainment. Um, it is directed by Joe Dante and Chuck Jones. Um, who, for those of you who don't know, Chuck Jones is a very famous Looney Tunes cartoonist. Um, Did you just turn by- thirteen? 
I did actually. I don't know what just happened right there. That's, <laughs> that's so unlike me. Um, Your voice never does that. <laughs> I know. Uh, it was written by Charles S. Haas, and it stars Zach Galligan as Billy and Phoebe Cates as Kate. Uh, returning from the first film, I want you guys to know this right now. Even before I had seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I had a massive crush, crush on Phoebe Cates. I had a massive crush on this chick. And this movie is like 100% the reason why. They bring her up a bunch in, uh, is it in Stranger Things? Yes, everybody all has the a crush fucking on her? time. Yeah, yeah, because she had just done Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And she has that now infamous scene that uh, Stacy's mom is based off of where she gets out of the pool and she's wearing the red bikini and she takes her top off because the dude is like fantasizing about her in the bathroom. That's that whole scene. That movie is like made famous because of that scene. God. And I hadn't seen that movie yet. Um, but yeah, Phoebe, I, dude, I was in love with Phoebe Cates when this movie came out. I was like, I was like, holy shit. And they, they do her so dirty. Honestly, if anybody remembers from the first one, she has the most insane reasons for not liking Christmas. And she has all these really sad stories. If you guys, if you guys are fans of Shit's Creek, she's very much Twyla where every story she tells is like really dramatic and sad. And you're just like, holy fuck, dude. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and that's it happens in this movie. She brings it up. But then Billy's like, oh, my God. Like, come on. Let's move. We don't have time for your backstories or whatever. He, like, moves her along when she's having this traumatic. Right. Experience. Like, there's monsters attacking. No one yeah. Cares what she's <laughs> we got to get the fuck out of this building. what this movie what is. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is this movie? What is the plot of this movie? Break this down for me. Yeah. Let me hit you with a plot summary. Um. When Billy finds his old monster friend Gizmo at the lab of his workplace, randomly, he stages a heroic rescue mission, but no one adheres to the rules of Gremlin Fight Club, so the building is soon overrun by Gizmo's unholy offspring. It's up to the intrepid staff at Clamp to stop the gremlins from escaping the building and taking over New York. So... As chaotic as it sounds. As chaotic, that's literally, that's, that's actually pretty tame for what's really going on. Um, <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this out of the way right now because I love you. And I really hope that you didn't make this correlation. Uh, Clamp is supposed to be. Who do you think Clamp is supposed to be? I mean. They're in New York. It feels like, uh, I mean, it feels like Twitter right now or something, right? Like, it feels like Musk is running this place. Like, it's no. like a total <laughs> shit show. I just, like, no. I, I actually have, I don't really know who it's supposed to be. The company is so. Uh, Think of his name and who else has a five letter name. I don't know his name. That would be in New York that ends in MP. Oh, is he supposed Giving- to be Trump? He's yep. supposed to be who must not be named. Um yeah. So sure. at the time, he was based on like um, an amalgamation of multiple corporate moguls. Um, but most notably, his tower is supposed to be akin to Trump Tower, where ev- he wanted everything to get done in Trump Tower. And so everything was supposed to happen in Clamp Tower. Okay. I think I did notice the the, the like very similar line yeah. between that and trump tower but not the rest mm-hmm. of it because obviously it's like all tech stuff it's not really a real estate yeah exactly right? so it's, but like it's yeah personality like wise i elon became elon also i'm choosing to reject that because i kind of think the guy from clamp turns out to be like 
so, the hero of the story. So I reject yes. any analogy to he who must not be named, but also so feel that's you why I brought this up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I hate it, but sure. Um, he was originally <laughs> supposed to be the bad guy. He wanted to do experiments. He wanted to militarize the gremlins. And then they were like, wow, this sounds a lot like Jurassic park. That hasn't come out yet. Um, we're not going to do that. So they made his like head of security, the bad guy who's a complete fucking asshole. And clamp is just more like this, like aloof idealist um yeah he also has like no fucking clue what's going on his secretary gets killed and he doesn't even realize that the gremlin is his secretary now <laughs> like, <what the> fuck? <laughs> right. it's just like it's madness all over this movie but yeah he's, it's all insane yeah. and and as insane as the plot of this movie is the fact that you can stream this on hbo max like i thought for sure i was paying for yeah. this shit oh i, and did I too. could 100%. not believe when it came up on hbo i was like seriously <laughs> like yeah. I mean, honestly, I just Warner Brothers has made some choices, man. They're like, you know what? Uh, we don't need Westworld, but you know what we're going to have on here for sure? Gremlins, Gremlins 2, too. the new batch. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Nobody yeah, needed season five of Westworld. But you I know what? Sure HBO did. gave us The Last of Us. So um, insert me giving you a hard time now. Uh, I, I know, man. Yeah, but okay. no. But like, you already got me on Gilmore Girls. You know I'm already on Gilmore Girls. Okay, did, I will yeah, guys, he actually watched an episode of Gilmore Girls. He actually did that four, after last week. Okay. You watched four you, episodes? I'm going to tell you right now that Michelle is my spirit animal and Rory <laughs> is a spoiled fucking brat. Yes, that's what I'm that's saying. That's all I've pulled away from these four episodes. I'm going to keep watching. I just want you guys to know that. I'm I, proud of you. I'm stoked yeah. that you watched any of it because it's. I didn't expect you to go beyond. Whoops. I didn't expect you to go past like episode one. So, oh no, dude, I was totally in it. And I love Lauren Graham, dude. She is Lauren Graham is Lorelai is my spirit who? animal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how my dad always felt. And I just I love, love your her. Dad. <laughs> He's so funny. He'll die laughing knowing we're talking about this. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the timeline. <laughs> Let's go to the timeline. We've been in 1990 before, but we're doing it again. Take us there. Yep, we are going, we're taking out Miss Minutes. We are heading all the way back to 1990, five years prior to where we kind of currently are in the timeline. During mm -hmm. the original Bush presidency, President Bush signs the Americans with Disabilities Act into law. NASA deploys the Hubble Space Telescope. Nelson Mandela is released from prison. Iraq invades Kuwait. And Margaret Thatcher resigns as prime minister. Wild ass shit, man. Wild ass shit. It was what a crazy big year. year. It was a big year. I think we said that at the same time, too. I think we may have back in the nineties. Rotten Tomatoes is really kind of like, it's, it's kind of throwing me off every time that we do this. This one's weird. Yeah. This one is super weird. And I have had a lot of experience with Rotten Tomatoes in the last week. Um, <clears throat> I've been keeping up very much with Velma and for reasons other was not mentioned here. But for this movie, 71% on the tomato meter and 57% on the audience score, which for comparison is so much lower than the original movie, which was 86% on the tomato meter and 78% on the audience score. And that breaks my I heart. don't understand why this movie was preferred by critics. That seems like I if I was to I were to anticipate a gap, it would 100% be the other way. So you No, know I think it is. I think it's because they make fun they kill Leonard Malton in this movie. Like it's I'm Leonard sorry. Malton. He's the guy that's like reviewing the first Gremlins movie and then the Gremlins like oh. show up and strangle yeah. him. <laughs> I think it's just like that. it's just a made a joke on 
Hollywood. They're like, all they're doing is making fun of Hollywood. Half this movie is them interjecting themselves into other movies. Yeah. I guess they liked that. It's, it was, it's weird that it was like yeah. above a 65 to just for anybody to be giving a, like, it's just yeah. weird. It's weird that this thing passed with a C minus, you know, yeah. like that's, this should not have received a passing grade by critics, but there no. it is. Not um, Oscars in 1990, Driving Miss Daisy won Best Picture. Murphy Brown and L.A. Law, what the fuck, won the Emmys. Um, again, drama in the 90s yeah. was just utter so shit. No wonder people were fucking stoked when, like, The Sopranos and Sex and Oh, I know. Out, like, when TV got good. Yeah. Like, can you even, like, I always was like, yeah, no, I understand that. Like, they hit, like, TV hit a stride. And it became mm-hmm. really great. And everyone said, oh, this is the golden age of television or whatever. Yeah. Um, but well, we're from the generation shows. that got Mad Men after that and Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. And like the, and it like kept going. This was like, it was Slim Pickens in the 90s, man, if L.A. Law it, won the fucking It really like, was. L.A. Law's like, out here. Which one fuck? of the CSIs won some shit that we had gone over? It's Unbelievable. I don't, yeah. I, ugh. Yeah. Um. Top grossing movie is Ghost, followed by Pretty Woman and Home Alone. Um, yeah. Ghost made like 217 some on million. Gremlins 2 made 41.5 million. So just to compare where things Which were. Which is at. decent. But it's like whatever. not terrible money for yeah. this movie. For a not movie awful. that like probably shouldn't have gone to theaters. Probably like not. Dude, it was okay. all pra- it's, the majority of it is practical effects, and what they couldn't do with practical effects, they did with like that classic claymation, almost which, real like, animation stuff, which you really only see during the the gargoyle gremlin. They all have names, by the way. Oh god! Um, Can you imagine if that's what Jurassic Park looked like? Because it almost was when they oh, before god, they decided dude. to use CG. Jurassic nope. Park would have looked like this, practical, and then the it, clay. No oh, god. Nope. Jeez. Good choices, Spielberg. Yeah, for real. Even though he's somehow involved movie. in this too. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> he probably was like, wow, that looked like shit. <laughs> let's, like, let's do something different here, guys. And then uh, we have Sequels. technically three movies. One is is coming. Um, we so hope. there's Yeah. So there's Gremlins from 84, Gremlins 2, the new batch from 1990, and then Gremlins 3 coming in um, December. December. 23 we hope all why we know, is this we hope what do you know that i don't know so all we know about this one is that at first it was going to be a soft reboot and then it was going to be and now it's going to be a continuation very akin to like the force awakens um where it's just continuing where we left off but like many many years later no one knows if zachary is coming back no one knows if phoebe cates is coming back um we have no fucking clue what the plot is about and there has been almost no talks about this it's not even it's not even filming right now it uh we don't even know who's directing it but somehow it's supposed to be coming out in december of this year not but a it doesn't shot. have any oh yeah not a fucking chance in hell that this is wow. coming out this year yeah okay well, that's Either that or Warner Brothers is like, the problem is, and this is why I'm like so pessimistic about it, is because Warner Brothers is axing all of their shit right now. Like all of their stuff is up for the slate. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't, whatever, dude. I'm looking at you, Ezra Miller. Um, um, no kidding. 
but yeah, that's that's basically it. We don't know enough to know. Like, yeah, there's just movies happening for sure. It, it, dude, I'll I'll tell you right now, when the poster officially comes out and when the teaser for this officially comes out, I will be more stoked about this than I was about the Mandalorian three trailer coming out yesterday. For really? Yeah, dude, I love this but, movie. This is a major pillar of my personality. All right. But also, okay. I love I love Mandalorian, and I've watched that probably twenty times now. So, I just can't believe this is above anything Star Wars, especially Baby Yoda. But you know, sure, whatever. Um, also, I'm just so happy that they're together and that we had like Mandalorian season two point five, two point five, and Book of yeah. Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, so that we don't have to like fuck around. Like that just saved us three hours of the yeah. Mandalorian of just putting them back together and like like putting them back on mission. Like, good job, Disney. Yeah. Good job. That they was legit. Ahead. Yeah, like, that Boba was legit. Fett who? This yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck Boba Fett. Nobody cares. Like, I'm like, where's Grogu? Sorry. I guess not fuck Boba Fett. I guess everyone loves Boba Fett. But you know what I mean? The the only the really good Star Wars show is Mandalorian and like good yeah. job getting us like where we need to be. Um this is a brief detour. Let's yeah, story. let's get out of the timeline. Let's go to the movie. Tell me let about us. tell me about <laughs> So this, this is the movie that Yeah, what's the background on this? Yeah. Um so this is one of the first examples of a director having complete and absolute creative control over a film. And the most surprising part about this is that it's WB that he got that creative control from. Initially, Joe Dante had refused to return to the sequel, citing that he had been completely burnt out on all things Gremlins from 1984. He was like, dude, do you have any idea how long we worked on this? How hard we worked on this? Like how much shit went into this and like writing and all this stuff? He's like, no, I'm not fucking doing it. Um, so WB was like, okay, well, we're just going to go find somebody else to do this. And he's like, good luck, fucking luck, whatever. No one wanted to do it or no one's schedules worked out. So WB being WB was like, can you fucking like, <laughs> please? And Joe Dante was like, I'll do it. But I want more money for the budget. And I want every final say in this movie. I want to make the movie i want to make you guys have fucking like nothing and they're like whatever dude here's the ip just make this movie make money (sighs) and so when he got greenlit he had had an interaction with a woman during the premiere of gremlins where she had removed her daughter from the film because it was so violent all of the kitchen scene where the mom kills the gremlins with multiple ways and the daughter was fighting this mom to go back into the movie theater to watch the rest of this movie to the point that she actually slipped away from her mom and hid somewhere in the theater to watch the rest of the movie. Oh my God. That actually, so he was like, okay, maybe we don't make a fucking scary, like crazy movie, like a, like a dark movie. Cause that was the biggest criticism with the first one I was like, wow, this is really, really dark. This toes the line and actually helped create the, the PG 13 rating. Was they were like, this isn't quite violent enough to be R, but there's no way this is PG. And around that time was also Temple of Doom. So we had we knew that that stuff was going on and that mm-hmm. conversation was happening with the MPAA. Because Temple of um, Doom is the first PG-13 movie, right? It was the first major PG-13 movie. I believe we had this discussion when we did Temple of Doom, but there was sure one did. other movie that came out. But I believe Temple of Doom was it. I don't remember. Okay. Um, but anyway, he was like, I'm going to make this a comedy. And in this comedy, I want to just make fun of Hollywood tropes, like evil corporations being the bad guys every time and the overused trope of mad scientists and all this stuff. So he's like, I'm just going to make fun of these movies 
the whole goddamn time. And so he was like, what if we didn't have just like one type of gremlin like we did before? What if we just started making them like inside this science lab? Like what would be the most terrifying gremlin you could see? Spiders. And the one fucking becomes a giant spider. <laughs> and then one becomes really smart. And then one becomes uh, made of salad. And then one becomes electricity. Yeah, the salad one was really strange. Yeah. And all of it was, <laughs> it reminded me of, um, of Wreck It Ralph, yes, and how all the 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 cy bugs like become oh. what they eat in Wreck It Ralph. Super yeah, cool. exactly. My big boy. Um, yeah, it reminded me a lot of that concept, and I was like, okay, we're gonna talk about like the the rules of Gremlin Fight Club and like how yeah. this movie used them because it was neat, and they use it to the comedy as well as to like yeah. the plot stuff. So I I enjoyed I enjoyed that. It was. And they brought in, like, there's huge names in this, dude. Fucking Christopher Lee is in this. Dude, Saruman I know. himself. Count Dooku. Christopher Lee is such a badass. I was like, what dude, the fuck are you doing here? I was so bummed. I completely forgot that he died when I was watching this. I know, huh? But he like, was old as all hell. Like, he was. He was. We have to get good because a lot of our beloved celebrities are old and are going to die because they're old and we're just going to have to be okay with that. Even though mm. when David Attenborough dies and Betty White dies, we're not going to be okay. Betty White's but... okay. What? Why is this news to you? Betty White's not dead. Oh my God. She so is. She died right before her 100th birthday last year. Please really? tell me you're joking right now. Am I thinking of Really? Because if you're about to say the queen, she's also fucking dead. No, I know the queen is dead. I just, <laughs> I just don't remember you having a total meltdown. And I, no, I super did. I actually think I called off that day and did watched I? Golden Girls for like the whole fucking day, dude. I can't believe you're not. Did I have a blackout that day? You like, how did I not? Because legit, I was just. I must have been because I was you just thinking about this like not long ago, where I was like, "God, Scott's gonna not be okay when Betty White dies." Like, really, she's no. dead. I was, yeah, I was 100, dude. She's she's totally dead. I'm gonna look this up right now. I can't believe you. I mean, you don't have to look it up. I believe you. I just like. No, I know, but like. Whoopsie. All right. Um. She died December 31st, 2021. <laughs> Literally New Year's Eve. And you're out here like what oh that okay that's why you weren't here yeah weren't you uh weren't you in new hampshire no Where were you from new year's last year here years doing ago. nothing it was two years ago oh a year ago it was oh, two years two. ago it's 2023 I, honey. I have no idea okay anyway it doesn't matter she's dead and it was rough and i hated it and it ruined my new jesus year's christ <laughs> i don't remember any of this yeah it was i was awesome, sick man. I was last year, last New Year's, not this past one, but the one before. Yes. I was sick. Oh, that sucks. I was That's super, super sick. Remember I got sick at Spider-Man? Oh, and yeah. And I was like dying. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. sick for two weeks. That's why I don't remember I it because okay. I, I was really, really sick. Yeah, you were basically in and out of consciousness. I remember that shit now. Yeah, I was yeah. dead. That's why I don't recall that. Because I'm like, I guess that sounds familiar. Anyway. Anyway, this movie is pure chaos. And yeah. Um, it would later come out that Joe Dante felt like Gremlins sequel had come just way too late on the heels of Gremlins. They had WB had waited way too long to make a sequel six years, man, to capitalize on the popularity of Gremlins in the eighties. That's crazy. 
when you have stuff like like Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2 was like two years later. Jaws and then Jaws 2 was like a year and a half later. So like for them to wait almost 10 years, like more than five years for them to make this sequel was like crazy. And he's like, people just cooled down to that's why there's such a huge disparity in Rotten Tomatoes between these movies. It's like people cooled down between Gremlins and Gremlins 2. It's also kind of a cool example of like, and a lot of the big horror genres from the 80s that had like a gazillion sequels Mm -hmm. started to kind of rip on themselves and become a little bit silly. And ridiculous. Yeah. This one's exactly what happened quite to Friday overtly. The 13th. Yeah. Right. So Friday the 13th is a good example of like, I don't really think they intended that. It just sort of was. Yeah. Um, and it was like horror in the 80s got so whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, that it started to almost be a parody of itself to the point that we started getting parody horror movies. Like, I know Scary it's not totally movie. parody, but like Scream, I was thinking Scream. like more campy horror movies mm-hmm. and not necessarily parody uh scary movies apparently, but screams yeah. a little bit campy right we started moving in that kind of direction and mm-hmm. i remember when i was a kid that we would be like in some ways these horrors were comedies and this oh, really yeah. was like let's do that but let's make it intentional yeah. um and yeah it's kind of i don't know horror in the late 80s early 90s is a fucking animal it's, man it's, it's weird. terrible man you had you had terrible shit like fucking halloween h2o and i know yeah. what you did last summer and screamed. i loved i know what you did last summer i like the second one because it didn't uh, i love sense. them both i love them both i love sarah michelle geller and any oh and God, everything yeah. that she does forever always i just like dude watching that chick die because she the parade was going on oh that's she couldn't run forever. into the parade i was like what why don't you just run through the fucking parade that's well, so that's dumb. what I mean. They all they got all they all got kind of that way, yeah. right? They all got kind of like silly and weird. And- well, and that's basically yeah, that's that's basically what happened, and that's kind of what happened here. But Joe Dante wanted to make fun of that by being like, "Why on earth would I take this seriously? Right? This is insane. There's just so much nonsense happening in this movie. There's a fucking gremlin made out of salad. Like, <laughs> what, what part of this do you think I'm shooting for the Emmys here or shooting for the Academy Awards? But, um, yeah, he, he, uh, he, this is the, it's, I just think it's interesting that this is one of the first examples of having complete creative control mm-hmm. over a film. And it's, it was not well received. It did obviously has a cult classic following and, you know, like it's a huge part of my childhood and I loved this movie so much, but it, it just, it is interesting to see that when studios actually let creators make movies that they want to make, we get really standout-ish shit, like everywhere, all everything, everywhere, all at once. Best movie of 2022. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like if you had told, if somebody had been like, yeah, but you have to do this. No, fuck no. That movie would have been trash. Yeah, we wouldn't agreed. have had Raccoonie. We wouldn't have had like Raccoonie. Raccoonie. Whatever. I'm Respect sorry. that I, movie. Right. I'm sorry. That movie make you have a total. Did you have a total crisis after you watched that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to watch like, it right after it. Oh I was yeah. Like, what the I, fuck am I doing here? It's so good. Yeah, just full existential crisis. Yeah. Um. Tell me about the dystopia here, though. <laughs> there's, there's still. Well, yeah, because like the setting for this movie, like the whole thing is this company Clamp. And 
like you said, I guess it's kind of a rip on like the Trump organization, and it reminds me of it's more like, like a Wayne SpaceX. Well, right, right. Yeah. So this is what it really reminded me of. Is like it feels like Clamp feels like it comes out of Batman eighty nine. Like, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. any of the our old school Batman, any of the Batman movies, actually, you know yeah. what, period, just any Batman movie it reminded me of. And it feels like Mr. Freeze is going to be running this fucking organization. Like, it's one of those things where, like, the tech is advanced for 1990, but it looks so ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. Right. Like, it looks stupider than, like, the Unix system in Jurassic Park, <sighs> right? Oh, like, God. It looks a lot stupider than that. And that looks pretty fucking stupid. It looked really stupid. <laughs> yeah. This is like, but it's, it's wild, right? It's like the company is super rigid. Like they're firing people for taking like unauthorized smoke breaks. Unauthorized smoke breaks. Yeah. And they're monitoring them uh, yeah. like on the cameras, but it's all this like green, like UV looking yeah, footage. It's really bad. <laughs> and they have uh, like, they get mad at our boy for having like an unauthorized potted plant and artwork. Like it doesn't look the way, like everything's supposed to be super uniform. And like, this is what clamp is oh, about. Yeah. And it's so weird. And they scan everyone. Everyone has like a barcode and you scan that person. Like it felt like, like kind of like the ready player one universe and kind of like, yeah, actually it right, did. they like take you in to be like an indentured servant. Like yep. it was, I-O-I. Yeah, it was really, really weird. And it's just a total dystopia. Like it really felt dystopic, didn't it? The way that the organization, even though all the rest of New York is like normal, it's like this org is like fascist, right? It was a weird setting in this building. And the whole movie, basically the whole movie takes place in the building, right? There's like a brief scene where they walk in 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 the beginning and they go home for 10 minutes with the wrong gremlin. They think they have Gizmo. It's one of his unholy offspring, and they have to go back to the building, and then chaos ensues. But like, basically, so the, the whole movie name takes is place. Daffy, by the way, he is literally named after Daffy Duck. They Scott, all, how like long have we been together? How long no, is our relationship? Do you think none I know the name names. of the gremlins? I know. I'm just telling you that none of them have names, or like, I they thought all you have said names, they all. They all have names, but they aren't actually named in the movie. So that insane one that pretends to actually the scariest part in this movie, honestly, to me, is when uh, Daffy knocks out Billy and straps him to a dentist chair. That Wait, shit you is- mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And he's got like a drill in his hand. And he's like, is it safe? And you're just like, <laughs> dude, what is going on? No, nope. it's that. not. Um, uh, yeah, it yeah. was. It was pretty crazy. This this whole thing but i enjoyed it as a setting because the whole thing is that this company has it's everything like they need inside. well it has a ton of branches right there's a lot of yeah. divisions like where they have different stuff going on so as the adventure like goes through the building they are in like in one point they're in a like the Movie food studio. network is recording <laughs> sometimes they're in like you know they're in all these different places and stuff yeah, yeah. they and they have like the R&D in the lab and so they have like a lot of interesting different settings to jump around cuz this company does a thousand different things yeah um and it kind of reminded me of Vought. It was like the Vought Tower, wasn't it? Ooh, Which in that way, yeah. yeah, this totally is also Trump Tower because that's what Vought is. So you, I can see where it all comes from. But it reminds me a lot of – it's like Vought light. Like if if there was that's a gremlin dope. attack in Vought Tower, it would look a lot like this. We're just – there's so many different things happening. Like 
yeah, the way the TV stations in the same building as all the office yeah. workers, it's all the, it all, yeah, like, it reminds me a lot of that. Um, I can't believe I didn't think of that, dude. That's actually fucking genius. That's totally Vought Tower. But That's it's smart sick. writing. I think something I've noticed as we do this podcast is that, like, even movies that are probably not that good when you really <laughs> think about it. You know what I mean? Like, They're it's, not like, the best. This but... probably isn't a good movie, but yeah. um, but when the story is simple and the writing is tight and yeah. they have, like, a good um, – Cast of actors. And they use their setting and they use their characters in a way that's like, even when it's super obvious like this, right? Like, yeah, of course they should go through all the different divisions and sections of this building and do crazy shit, right? Like that totally tracks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they use it. It's obvious, but they use it and they do it well. And it's like, okay, well, I don't need you to break the wheel, Daenerys. I just need it to make sense. So it, that's what kind of makes these movies, even when they probably aren't very good, like actually makes them work. So. Well, and I think that's I think that's like the one of the reasons that I like this one so much more than the first one. Don't get me wrong, like I love the first one. The first one's great. There's a lot of like hilarious jokes in that like they go Christmas caroling instead of just killing people. Like why would they do that? The <laughs> yeah, they like- go Christmas caroling. It's fucking hilarious. That's so weird. Um, or they all get like completely enraptured by uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at the movie theater. And that's how they kill them all. Um, <laughs> he blows up the movie theater. But um, in this one, it's just like. These are all insane things, but you don't have to be. You're like, whatever, dude, this is suspended belief. That thing just like fucking popped out of Gizmo's back. You think I'm really going to question how they have extract of gender? Or extract <laughs> salad? What the fuck? Do you, like, how extract do you extract salad? Well, yeah, that was the ex. The well, that's what I mean. It's like a Batman movie. Like the tech doesn't make yeah. any fucking sense. But I'm not gonna be like, what the like, fuck yeah, is okay. this? This is dumb. Actually, the biggest problem I had with that whole movie was like, why do their flashlights suddenly not work? That's my only thing. I was like, this is so stupid. Like, it's the only thing that like everything else in this building still somehow works, but the fucking portable flashlights are like, nah, bitch, we're done like that's that's my only thing but it's (laughs) the thing about it too is like it's funny it is this movie is funny to me it's not like that stupid cartoon funny that you think is like so lowbrow it's like it's such a bitch about (laughs) i know but also it's like it's totally making fun of how reliant we are on technology. Like when she gets in the elevator and the elevator stops and she's like sound alarm. And there's like six gremlins that just go. "Eh, eh, eh." (laughs) It's just so funny because she has nowhere to go from there. It shows like these gremlins are so meta. They understand what sound the alarm means. And they were born literally six hours ago. As Aaron said, who requested the episode, it is meta before meta was a thing. Like, absolutely. It has a lot of those elements. And they have, like, where they break the fourth wall and they just straight, like, cut to the gremlins. Ruining the projector. Yeah, or, like, yeah, Yeah. they're in a movie theater and they're like, put Gremlins 2 back on because the gremlins eat the projector. And it's like. Fucking Hulk. What the (laughs) fuck is happening? Yeah, Hulk Hogan's in this movie. (laughs) Like, it it is absolute fucking chaos and you're right it's not that shit that i totally hate it's it's definitely more 
intelligent than that, which is what I'm, what I like, right? Like I want my humor to be smart. So why people hate playing cards against humanity with me. Cause it's like, what does this word mean? And I'm like, swear to fucking God. I'm like, nobody gets me. Jessica gets me. Shout out to Jessica. Jessica, Jessica plays with me. That's it. Excuse me. Can we talk about the rules of Dude, Gremlin Fight Club? The, let's talk about the rules of Fight Club. Let's talk about the rules of Gremlin Fight Club. Yeah, because I really, really liked the rules. I, again, like as what I was saying before, like when you take something that and you keep it pretty simple, and then you just are like, okay, here's like the six things that we have to work with. Let's let's yeah. roll. Like we have this building, we have these divisions, we have these three rules of Gremlins. We like. Mm-hmm. You really can like put something nice together when you keep yeah. it straightforward, and Gremlins keeps it super straightforward. Um, I also like how they like you did not have to watch the first Gremlins. Like, no, I you think- didn't, and I told you that from the beginning. You just need to know like why that old man has uh, Gizmo at the beginning. That's which it. I don't even know. You need to know that I don't know the answer, and I don't care. I just yeah. assume that he got. I assume that Gizmo's a good, good Gremlin, and that they kept him after the last fight. Story ended. No, so the <laughs> the lore no. is All right, tell us, tell no, us. No, 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 it's not even that. It's like there's no real lore. Like the first movie doesn't explain it. Billy's dad is an inventor and he's dra- he's driving back from this like inventors conference or whatever and he stops by Chinatown to get something for Billy and he finds Gizmo and in the box and he's like I'm going to buy this. It's fucking crazy. And the old man is like no. Like you guys, Western culture is not ready for this. Gizmo is an outlier. He is the weird one. Gremlins are supposed to be chaotic and like nightmares and like insane damage causing fucking basically four year olds. But, (laughs) (laughs) but Gizmo is the weird one. And that's why the old man has him. Is because he is the only one like that. So he explains the rules to to Billy's dad. He lets him buy him. And then the old man is like, that was not a good idea. And so he goes to their house at the end of the film after gremlins have all but destroyed his fucking town uh, and takes him back. And he explains like, you guys just are, you're not ready. You are so clearly not responsible for this shit. And that's why it's such a huge problem that he falls into Clamp's um, uh, clutches at the beginning is those two cloned scientists find him. And now they have this extremely rare, biologically nefarious fucking thing. <laughs> and then stupidly, it gets out. Um, which, fun fact for you guys, by the way, uh, the janitor who is cleaning the the desk area when gizmo gets wet is the original actor for gomez from the adams family and oh, if you listen funny. very carefully gizmo says gomez when he sees the janitor no way mm-hmm. that's cool very you know cool. what was good what was good wednesday did you see it no i haven't watched it i can't do this with you right now don't i can't do this with you <laughs> Anywho, down in Whoville. So the best part about this movie, as far as like story writing goes, is that this movie, as meta as it is, makes fun of how inconsistent and un- implausible the rules of the Gremlins actually are. 
don't don't take them out in sunlight. That's straightforward. That's clean. That's cut. That's clear. Well, yeah, let's go over the rules. Let's talk about the rules. Let's talk about what they are. So no sunlight. Sunlight kills them. They're they're like orcs. Any kind of light. Yeah. Um, Not not any kind of light because they. But even like they shine some bright lights on them in the lab and it doesn't kill them. Like I feel like sunlight does, but there's like yeah gradients of it when you're inside, right? Because then he brain injects the gargoyle gremlin with that sun extract, like a hyper sun SPF or whatever. And then he can go outside. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because they have like freaking like inject, like the lab is insane. Like they could, yeah, they have a shot that makes you immune to like, it's just permanent sunblock. That was insane. So, So, okay. So sunlight kills them. Sunlight Sunlight kills them. them. Water. You're not supposed to give them water because if they get wet, then they just immediately start like reproducing asexually. Like mm-hmm. it's insane. Yeah. They produce from their backs, which is really funny because this is the first time. Well, this movie is the first one of the two that actually shows what happens when a gremlin gets wet. We know what happens in the first one because the main villain, whose name is Stripe, um, jumps into a swimming pool at a college and spawns hundreds of them. But we don't see that. We just see him jump into the pool and then the pool gets covered in fog and you oh, hear a bunch of them. Happens. Yeah, we don't see When he jumps into the pool though, he's like in Furby form, right? No, he's gre- he's a gremlin. Okay, so when they're Okay, I think we saw this that they still reproduce in water when they're in gremlin form. Like when they're all the way evil. Okay. So no matter what, water's bad. Makes exactly. Them just And it's infinite. Exponentially. It, exponentially. Exactly. It's insane. It's yeah. infinite. They can continue to produce for however long. And we know that because when they're singing, when Brain is singing New York, New York at the end, and then they get sprayed by the fire hose, they are all starting to reproduce right there. Those gremlins in the building are not even 12 hours old. Right. So there's no rule to the reproduction or whatever. In this one, when they get wet as gremlins, we see them spawning on their backs. Like that's how it works. And then they spawn live from their backs. It's really so weird. And it's really awesome and really gross. It's gnarly. Uh, yeah. They should really say in the rules, like why yeah. that's part of the rules. Don't you think? Yeah. Like 100%. the rules are just like, I make sure not to well, get them wet. And it's like, so that's you could expound on that. And we'd be a lot more exactly. certain not to make that fucking mistake, man. Like, but all right. Why wouldn't you? Why would you be so ambiguous about these rules and expect people to be like, "Oh yeah, that's fine. That guy told me not to do that. That's whatever." Nobody follows the rules of yeah, Fight nobody. Club. So then, the last, the last rule. one. This is the most ambiguous and open to interpretation, and this is the one that gets made fun of and brought up in plot conversations all the time. They can't eat after midnight. If they eat after midnight in Mogwai form, which is the furry Furby form, that's when they cocoon. Right. If they don't eat after midnight, they'll stay Furbies forever. But the problem is we don't know what the length of time is. Is it midnight to 3 a.m.? Is it midnight to 12.05? Right. When does mornings? Is it sunrise? Right. Is it sunrise? We don't know. The <laughs> other to the big west problem, of the third day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll see me in the light. <laughs> Look to the dawn of the first day. Five days. Um... <laughs> I don't know why I said that like Gandalf. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Double course, <laughs> <Like> calmly. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Those movies are so, yeah. so bad. I, such a yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, um, so the pro- and they make fun of it when Billy goes to tell the security team they can't get wet after midnight, or they can't they can't get wet. They can't get they can't eat after midnight. One of the security guards is like, "Well, what happens if one gets on a plane and then he goes across a time zone and now the hours different and he ate at eleven at one time but now it's midnight somewhere else." Or if something gets stuck in your teeth, like is that exactly? Did you yeah? What's eat? There yeah, are no they say rules. that in the movie, right? They do. He's like, what if you had some food stuck in your teeth and then you like went to bed? We don't know what the rule is. And that was basically Joe Dante making fun of how much backlash the first one got for having that kind of rule because there's no way to control that. It's my understanding from doing the research over the last 30 years of my life that it's where they are. Because they become acclimated to the environment they're in. Like, you never see them like, oh, my God, I'm cold. Or, oh, my God, I can't adapt to the fucking heat. Or it's moist out or whatever. It's just where they are. Well, no, he, he turns into a salad. They adapt, like, really no yeah. problem. Like, adaptation is not the issue. <laughs> they are right? the like, most adaptable <laughs> things ever. Yeah, dude. Whatever you inject them with, they're going to fucking become that thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think they're getting cold. <laughs> no, I think we're okay. And that's that right there. If you guys want to talk about the real scientific applications of these things, they are the most perfect DNA specimens to look at what we can use to spawn other things to fix our lives with. We can spawn like we can, they don't get diseases. They can't get sick. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> and then the doctor gets really mad because he gets another vial of measles, which I thought was like a really meta joke that they're always researching. Oh, rabies. It's not it's not measles, it's rabies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is kind of meta, right? And then they get attacked by these fucking creatures. They get attacked by these fucking creatures. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) But yes, that is we don't know. They are they are nefariously evil by nature. We don't know what the fucking food situation is, but each one of those rules is a specific part of their survival. It's not all of them. Like if you break one, you're fucked. Sunlight obviously kills them, you're fucked. Because they're dead. Water, they just spawn. And you don't want spawns of them. Because, again, Mowgli. Mowgli. (laughs) Uh, Gizmo is an outlier. He's nice. He is not like them. And that's why they all beat him up and they're bullies to him and shit. Because they're like, dude, you're different. Oh, the 90s. (laughs) Um. And then the food thing is if they eat after midnight, they cocoon and then they become the more the stronger version of themselves. Right. Which Those is, are the rules that have been broken. And then there's no there's no drama about like once you're an evil gremlin and you're out of your cocoon, you can eat whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Water will fuck you over harder because it creates more of them. Yep. Uh, well, and that's, that's, so that's kind of it, thing. right? Yeah. That's the other big thing is. If a if Gizmo gets wet, he spawns Furbies, which then need to eat after midnight in order to, to become cocoon, evil, to right? become gremlins. But if a gremlin right. gets wet, it spawns adult gremlins. Oh shit! Really? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Nope. That's crazy. That's yeah. like what? So really? You if you are trying right. to get gremlins, you want a gremlin because you can just get more adult gremlins from a gremlin. If you have a mogwai. You need to follow all these like arbitrary rules to break those rules to get a fucking gremlin. And here we are. <laughs> Damn. All right. And so for some reason, Gizmo is the good one, right? So what I noticed yeah. is like the other gremlins in Furby form are yeah. 
and we're going to talk about that. I don't want to just, I, listeners, I'm not just throwing that out there. We're going to have a discussion about this, but not right now. <laughs> but we are. <laughs> um, so, so f- the other Furby gremlins are like, not pleasant, right? They're not like dicks. mischievous. There's just chaos agents, right? Yeah. And, but like Gizmo's like not. Gizmo's all cute. Like they want to rescue him. And Gizmo seems to, not even seems to, like canon, it's the plot that he does know that he shouldn't get wet. Know that he doesn't want to mm-hmm. go into this like next stage of his development, yeah. right? Like he doesn't want to be, but he has like a moral compass. Yep. Um, what the fuck? What mm-hmm. is that? So the first one, the first one, there, Gizmo is super chill in the first one. Billy teaches him how to sing. He's playing music and he has this kid who's his friend over. And the kid is like, dude, that's so cute. I want to hold him. And he knocks a glass of water over that Billy was using to wash off paintbrushes with. And he gets Gizmo wet. And that's how they find out what happens when he gets wet. So Gizmo and Billy learn at the same time what happens if he gets <laughs> if he gets wet. And so he sees because Billy leaves them in his room to like go to school or something. And they unplug his. Oh, is Billy lock. like a kid in the first one? He's like in high school. Yeah. Actually, I guess that tracks because he's young in this and it was yeah, four or five years after the first one came out. So that yeah. actor would have been. That makes sense. So they unplug his alarm clock so that he has no idea what time it is. And then he feeds them, which is long after midnight. And that's how he finds out because he wakes up the next morning and they have all cocoon in his room, except for one, because he takes Mowgli to his science teacher's classroom and is like, Bruh, check this shit out. This is wild. Wait, you mean Gizmo? Yeah. Or he takes okay. Gizmo to a science teacher, and then the science teacher spawns one for him to do experiments on. And so he's like taking his blood and he's feeding him stuff and he's whatever. And so uh that one steals his lunch during a class, and that's how it it like it cocoons and then that one wakes up and remembers all the experiments that it did on the teacher or the teacher did on it and kills him but that's why gizmo remembers all this that's why he's nice that's why he's afraid of eating after midnight that's why he has a moral compass he's like dude if i get wet i could be like this i could make more of this but it's and like the other ones seem like they know that. They seem like they intentionally they want, to, want to. Yeah, they all know. Yeah, what so Gizmo's just inherently different. Like yeah, he, just he just inherently has. Guy. Yeah, and the other ones inherently don't. No. Um, the other, that's what I'm saying. And like, they Gizmo know. An they outlier. know that they can like become evil by doing these. Or not even. They're already evil. They know yeah. that they can physically transform to like better execute their evil. Like, and Gizmo like intentionally. I wonder if Gizmo did transform, if he would like still be good, but he just wouldn't be cute anymore. No, he'd be good. He'd be stronger. Also, like, it's weird because the gremlins are maybe not even 30 inches tall and they're hella strong. Yeah, they are. They seemed like infinitely strong for being like, really, like, it looked like you could take them out. Like, except for their numbers, I wouldn't have been like, I would have been totally confident about handling the four of them or whatever before they got out of control. Yeah, the five that just like spawn or whatever. I feel like I could take them out myself if they didn't have super sharp teeth, which it didn't seem like they did. Like, it didn't seem like they were going to rip you apart. 
It didn't, I guess, I guess, see, this movie's so silly and campy that it, it you like. don't even notice. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Like, they, and they have scenes it. where they're, like, tearing people apart. Or they're not even tearing people apart. It's, like, people are struggling against them and fighting against and, like, yeah. getting thrown from, like, one room to another and, like. Mm-hmm. All of the things, but um, well, and like Spike when Spike, because Spike is like the evil leader until Brain becomes intelligent. Spike is the one that becomes a spider. He, oh pop- yeah, the one that talks. I like. Oh that. yeah. He what does he do? He eats a professor. He eats. Doesn't he eat Saruman? He eats Christopher Lee and then becomes smart or something. No, he <laughs> eats brain extract. I choose to believe that it's because he ate Christopher Lee. No, Christopher Lee gets killed by the thunder or by the the lightning gremlin who's like. It's my head. It, no, it's my head canon that that, that scene Christopher didn't Lee. take place and that he eats Christopher Lee and becomes intelligent. That's my head canon. It's that that scene that was in the movie wasn't in the movie. That's what I think. <laughs> that would make sense. It'd be as chaotic as the rest it. of this oh, fucking yeah, thing. Just saying. I would anyway, love sorry, that shit. Are you kidding me? No, you're fine. The best part about that movie is like, well, the best part about Brain and his like whole story is, yeah, he becomes really smart and he's really intelligent and he gets his own glasses and everything, but he's still a chaotic, evil thing. And we see, we see that when he's doing the interview with uh, the old Dracula guy, Grandpa Munster, and he... <laughs> He's like, there's a little, there's another gremlin that pops over the pinwheel hat behind him while he's interviewing him. And he turns around and shoots the gremlin in the face with a revolver. And she's like, no, was that civilized? No. Fun. <laughs> yes. But civilized? Absolutely not. And it's just, you're just like, dude, what the fuck is happening with these things right now? It was just utter chaos, dude. fucking chaos. Like, there's, chaos. So there's no. There's no moral to this story, right? There's no, not really any anything. themes. Listen to it's, the old man from the first movie. That's your theme. Yeah, that's it. And it's it's and it's not even that's not even a theme. That's just like backstory, right? That's just like exposition and setup. It's not thematic, and it's just <laughs> yeah. like this is this is what the movie is. It's not a, like there's it's just chaotic, like which yeah. is what I was really here for. Like normally, uh, you know, those of you who have who've been with us for a little while know like I like this thematic stuff. I like this uh this sort of more in depth. You can kind of take a bite out of it character stuff is like where my thing is, right? Um but I really appreciated that this movie didn't have fucking any of that. It just was like it's a movie. And it was like, oh my God, it is. You're right. Like what other insane <laughs> gremlin could we create? It was it, it was totally wild, and so there's no character arc. It's just everybody's back, and we're all ready to fight a gremlin. I get, no. and, and I and I gleaned that knowing nothing about the first movie except for like the vibe and the aesthetic. Oh, and yeah. I guess to be, I guess fully transparent, I did watch like a five minute YouTube video of like what the fuck was Gremlins about, and it was like these are the rules of the Gremlins, and this is what a Gremlin yeah. is. And I was like, all right, and then I watched this, one. <laughs> and I figured that was. That's really the all you need to know. What I needed like, to do, yeah, I was like, yeah. "That's that seems appropriate." So everybody's back, and the only person who has even the faintest approximation of a character arc is the old guy, uh, Billy's dad. Right? Billy's dad is like randomly in town, and he's like, he has sort of this like. Oh, that's not Billy's really dad. Good. Okay, I'm sorry, that's not Billy's dad. I know exactly who you're talking about. It's the who is dude, the old guy? The one that get attacked by their gargoyle gremlin. Those no, are Billy's. One, Go ahead. The, Billy's the people who came over to the house in the beginning, and then they were like, "Fuck off, we have shit going on." But they like remembered the gremlin. Oh, attack. that's those, that's not Billy's dad's. 
uh, that's not Billy's dad, mom. The that is their neighbor from the first one who gets attacked by gremlins in the house, and so that's how they know gotcha. what's going on. And it's, gotcha, that's gotcha, gotcha. Funny okay, that so they're there. So that guy, yeah, <laughs> who he we like does. you. It's clear from watching this movie that he was in the last one. And he talks about the gremlin fights yeah. and he talks about like he's been kind of gaslighting himself. Like he's a little bit unsure whether it yeah. all happened. And he only appears in like two scenes, right? He's in the very beginning when they like show up to visit while they have like pretend gizmo at the house and they're like, you have to fuck off. We've things oh, happening, yeah. right? And then, um, and then at the end, and at the end, and he talks about the gremlin thing in the beginning, right? He's like yeah. referencing this. It's like a thing that happened. And then in the end, he shows up at Vought Tower, realizes that like all this shit is going on. And he like voluntarily, he like runs in. He's like, I'm going to fight a fucking gremlin today and runs into the building to fight the gremlins and like participates in the end battle. And so he had an approximation of a story arc in which he like realized that he was not wrong and stopped gaslighting himself and like oh, yeah. heroically went to like have some closure on his gremlin battle that so he had and that was almost a character arc scott almost i can't believe that you're skipping over his best part he's the one that kills the gargoyle gremlin it flies oh, down so i think you're the same person man i don't yeah know. he flies down <laughs> it flies down to him first of all if you guys don't remember this movie there is a ton of jokes at warner brothers expense and one of the best jokes in this whole movie is after the brain gremlin injects the gargoyle gremlin, who, by the way, I call it a gargoyle gremlin, but that's just because that's what it looks like. But yeah. he drinks extract of bat and grows bat wings. And that's yeah, that's right. Extra they have extract of everything. Everything. Every animal, dude. And so he's walking around. Like, the bat, like, escapes the room. Like, it breaks out of the, the laboratory. And the shape that... <laughs> The shape that it makes in the wall is the 1989 Batman emblem. Oh my God, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. See? And that actually so, was awesome. You're right. It was awesome. And also, fun fact for you guys, in conjunction with this DC mention, the flyover scene of the beginning of New York, or like at the beginning of the movie, the flyover of New York, that's stock footage used from uh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Um, which I thought was really funny because they're like, fuck, we don't have enough like actual New York footage. Any hoodles. Um, so <laughs> <That's> it, ridiculous. <laughs> the the gargoyle gremlin like flies down to um Times Square, and that's where Mr. and Mrs. Futterman are. Then he sees it and he's like, Holy shit, I was real, and there's fucking one here, and god damn it. And so, like, it beats the shit out of him, but then he grabs it and drops it into fresh concrete. And that's when it gets covered in concrete and it flies away from him and it lands on top of the church that I can't remember what it's called, but the really famous church in New York. And that's why it's called the gargoyle gremlin. But yes, he is probably the only, no, I can't say that because clamp was always a good guy. Um, I would have, no, I can't even say that Marla does because Marla ends up like hooking up with clamp at the end of the movie. After she tries to hook up with Billy. Marla's the redhead, right? Yeah, she's the dope-ass redhead who's just like, I know what I want, and I'm going to go after what I want. And she then, was kind of awesome. She's just kind of there. Yeah, she kind of disappears for the majority of the movie. Um, When the alarms start going off and stuff, she's walking through. <laughs> she's walking through the hallway, and she's like, hello, I need help. And, like, everybody's gone. Who the fuck is going to help you right now? And then she gets trapped in the spider webs. She's still kind of considered one of the main 
like people though, which I thought was interesting. Like that she, yeah. she's like in the main cast of like people at the end. Oh yeah. And when Billy's giving orders to everybody, he's like, you go do this. Mr. Futterman, stand by the phone. Uh, Marla smoke. And she's just standing there like, like scared. That was out of my her favorite mind. thing that I've ever seen. And past Lindsay, <laughs> who is a avid smoker, absolutely would have been given the order to just oh, stand Lindsay, there and smoke. Smoke. <laughs> yeah, just you just sit here and smoke and chill. And like, <laughs> like I it's just because I would like to think that I'd be useful in a situation like this, but like real talk, I'd be like, smoke a butt. And honestly. I would pick up smoking again if this happened to me. I would immediately become a smoker again. If I was in Vaught Tower when the gremlins attacked, 100% I'm becoming I would just be like, cool. I'll be here with a Marlboro. I'll see you guys. The likelihood of me getting out of here is pretty slim. Give me one. That doesn't count. I don't think think in those situations it counts. I don't think like No, I think that's a high stress situation. And I think anyone would understand why you started smoking again. Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> unreal but so. yeah i really enjoyed that that was actually my favorite part of the movie that moment where they just were like marla's smoke and she's yeah, like and she's just like uh-huh. check <laughs> got it you got she's it, been smoking the whole movie like god bless 1990 like also I just, yeah like, i was so i was gonna ask you about that like it's the 90s and she's smoking indoors everywhere that she goes was in 1990 that, in fuck 90s, yeah that was still a thing okay i don't know why like obviously the last couple of no, like their last restaurant stuff, smoking areas, like that went away when I was smoking. I remember I was a smoker before the smoking areas closed. So that wasn't, you know, that was like 06, 07 when they kind of started the smoking ban, maybe a little sooner. And in Europe, it went on not actually much longer. They had a smoking ban in Europe by the time I got to college um, in 06. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. I remember it being a big deal when I was like just getting out of high school. Let's talk about clamp. Or, uh, yeah, Trump, Trump light. Trump light is like a hero. He is. It's a low key hero of the movie. Like, and it's weird that the evil CEO character, like, he's like the first one to get on board, right? So it's it's trippy. It's like he's there. He seems like a bad guy. It seems like Clamp is the bad guy. It seems like this whole like because they have Gizmo and it's like, but honestly, like. Had Billy not tried to free Gizmo, let me like to be clear, like they might have been okay if they, but they didn't know the rules. They ultimately they would have fucked it up because they don't know the rules of Gremlin Fight Club. But, um, well, and like, Billy would have found out that it was there eventually. Well, because it would have gotten out eventually because they didn't know the rules. It would have eventually yeah. eaten before midnight pretty fucking quickly, don't you think? Like, or after midnight. Maybe not. I, well, I don't, they probably would have left it with a bowl of food in the first night, and it would have been. Yeah, all but here's the thing: Gizmo knows not to do that, so he wouldn't have. Oh, right, that's true. They would have bathed him. They would have. I just, I can see it. Have, I'm not. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think that Clamp would have been like 100 percent safe forever no. had he stayed no, there. However, uh, they were in better shape before Billy intervened. But, um, but like you would. Like it sets it up like Clamp is going to be like the bad guy and like the concept of Clamp and like because they're like firing people and they have all the surveillance like they seem like an evil dystopia company in the beginning right, um, and then as soon as the evil CEO is told what's going on like he doesn't have to be convinced there's no storyline no. about it just like the minute that he has the relevant information. He's like, let's fucking go. And he's fighting the gremlins and he does everything that Billy tells him to do. Like, yeah. there's no resistance. Like, 
why is he such a good guy? How come? Uh, no, they didn't want to do the, fuck? The, the evil corporate villain trope. And that's what this is. It's like they turn it on its heads. His security chief is a fucking asshole. And he's the one that's doing all that stuff. He's the one that's like firing everybody. And he shits on Billy. And he throws Billy's plan away. Because he's a fucking yeah. douche. But Clamp. And this is actually something I didn't know until I started doing the research for this. There's a moment in the movie when Billy goes back to Clamp's office. And he tells Clamp, like, dude, if these things get out, it literally will, could be the end of New York. If it's raining outside at night, we are so fucked. Mm-hmm. like dude and yeah it's bad so <clears throat> clamp pulls out this tape talking about the end of the world and how he's glad that like clamp industries was able to help the world and stuff yeah pre-filmed tape that yeah were exactly yeah, yeah, so, yeah well this happens in re- case of the apocalypse we post exactly this video. so doing my research i found out that that was actually based on a real tape that cnn had during the cold war that makes sense actually yeah man it was mm-hmm. fucking nuts i was like holy I mean, we shit have- we really had stuff like this out here well i'm trying to think um the newspapers do that, right? I know this fucking cat. Um, the newspapers do this for like elections and stuff, right? Like they have they two, different two different headlines. Ones. Yeah, we do or that for like the Super Bowl too. Whoever every wins, kid in the third world win. has the yeah the Super Bowl losers hat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's real, dude. God damn. I I think it's great that that's real because it means that they're donating that stuff and not throwing it in a trash pile. No, but that's what I mean. Like I I hate that if they're gonna make it, if they're yeah. gonna do it at all, they might as well. Uh, but that means somewhere this kid it, is wearing a Cowboys Super Bowl hat, and no one should have that. But anyway, uh, if that's me, I would be like a hundred percent believe that the Cowboys like, won whatever, the Super Bowl dude. whatever year. I'm like the Cowboys didn't. Are the Cowboys not good? <laughs> um. Anyway, yes. So he is. Yeah, that was wild. Guy. Yeah, it's and it's cool to see, too, because he's involved in every strategy used to save the building. Like he he gears up with the SWAT team to storm the hotel or the hotel to storm the building. And he's like in tack gear and all this shit. And like he's ready, man. Like he's actually a genuinely good dude. And it's just weird to see. Yeah. So this was just just. Let the Lord of Chaos reign. That's what I have to say to our Wheel of Time people. Yeah. This was fucking insane. I it liked was it. Fucking insane. And I actually have to. We're gonna. I'm gonna take this into the rumor requirement. But I have actually thought this for a very, very long time, and there's no evidence to support this. There's actually multiple comments saying that no, they aren't. But you cannot convince me, and now that I know it's in the notes, you cannot convince Lindsay that the Furby is not based off Gizmo. There's it no is. fucking way. Yeah. There's no it's way. Kind of like identical an intellectual property lawsuit waiting to happen. It is. Honestly. Like they look Furbies look identical to yeah, and they're Gizmo. As chaotically and evil. Well, okay, so here's the thing. This is what I found really interesting. First of all, the Furby, for those of you who are like, what when did Furby come in? 1998. And right so we'd had Gremlins for... Crashed. What? Right after the Beanie Baby craze crashed. Yes, that's true. Um, and over a decade after the original Gremlins movie, like two yes. of these movies had come out 
There's just no way that this game got all the way cleared. Oh no! To like not production, a shot in hell. and then to be like as popular as they were, like this was like a huge toy for those who. Okay, for our, our Gen Zs, I challenge you to Google the Furby. For those who are watching on YouTube, there will be an image on your screen. Yeah, Furbies were a gremlin toy. It was a toy based entirely on the look of of Gizmo, and. <laughs> They like are creepy and they move, right? They're like they're like Scott their said, eyes like a robot open, dog. Their feet wiggle, their feet wiggle, their, their eyes, eyes are their huge. ears go up and down. Their eyes are fucking huge. They talk. And they have the ears, yeah, and they talk, but they say fucked up weird shit, right? Yep. They like they, they well they and they make weird noises more. Like they don't really like they yeah. say words, but they're weird, right? Like what does a Furby say? They Furby say, says like they talk oh, like Gizmo. They're like, mm, uh, hungry. Ah, ah, because you're supposed to punch their tongue to feed them. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. They were that kind of toy. They were horrifying. And they freaked everybody out. Like this was kind of like the thing around the Furby was that it was like the most popular toy. I it was one it was like when you think about like jingle all the way and the huge and like Arnold Schwarzenegger's like trampling people in the mall, like that's what getting the Furby was like. Like this was and speaking to those who weren't around for it, right? For the older audience, we were there, but for the for our younger listeners, like this was the stereotypical thing. And this doesn't exist anymore because of online shopping. But when you used to have to fucking go somewhere to get the toy and you had to show up and there was a thousand other people there, Furby was huge and it was creepy. Like they would malfunction and they would talk when they weren't supposed to be talking. If their batteries it, were dying, they would start talking that? for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would. They were haunted. <clears throat> they were. They were a hundred percent were dude. If you stop playing with yours and put it in the closet, the whole thing was they were activated by a motion sensor and the little emblem in their forehead. And so whenever right. you went like this, it would wake up or you would like, you could tap it and it would start moving or whatever. If you put it in an area where there was no movement, like the top of your closet and close the closet door for no reason at all, 11 o'clock at night, one to one in the morning, whatever time it was, this shit would start talking for no fucking reason. And it was awful and scary and their eyes glowed. And for whatever yeah. reason, someone was like, we should give them red eyes. They were horrifying, but they were unironically popular. These two things were existing at the same time, right? They were unironically the toy to have. Everyone was fucking dying for a Furby and they were horrifying and everybody knew it. And I just can't really envision a world where coincidences like that exist. This was based on the fucking red It has to be. There's, you can't tell me that it wasn't. There's absolutely no way that, that these didn't. And like, here's, cause I don't want to leave it on Furby. Um, because they are, <laughs> that's they the are, last you know, point of discussion. I'm just, and for the record, the most important thing happening here is the intellectual property theft. It totally is dude. Like they changed just enough. Like they don't have arms. I kind of don't get how it, how that wasn't a thing. Like how there's not yeah. a story about a lawsuit. Um, oh, I know. It's cause they look they just different had, enough. I don't know. I don't know. You know what it is? Look, you know what it is? It's, Furbies are the Kirkland signature of Gizmo. That's they're the, correct. They're the Kroger's <laughs> Gizmo. Yeah, That's they're the they brand are. name. The yeah. brand name meds. It's it was weird. Um, 
It's just true. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, what is this, this shit about the WB store? Do you remember the WB stores? No. Was there oh a WB God. store? Yeah, so there were guess... WB stores and you could go in and it was like – it was they were really popular at the end of the 90s. And then WB just started like being like, why the fuck do I have stores? This is dumb. I mean, my hometown built an extra ro- an extra lane on the main road when we got a Target. So we didn't. <laughs> I don't know that we. I had don't think it. you had a WB store. I you. I may have needed to go to uh like to the city for that, and I would have gone probably, probably to the Disney store. I guess maybe I. Well, it was like the that. Disney store. Um, at the sure. back, it was a rocket like Duck Dodgers in the twenty fourth and a half century, that Daffy cartoon, and it was filled with a bunch of WB stuff like. Tasmanian devil and bugs bunny and stuff. But after the popularity of gremlins, um, Warner brothers was like, dude, what if we hid life-size gremlins in the rafters of the store? So as you're walking around the store, if you just happen to look up, there is a life-size gremlin just looking down at you from the lights. And it was my favorite fucking part of going into any W because every single one of them had them. It wasn't just like one or two. And that was why it was my favorite. This is one of my favorite movies was I got to actually experience this outside of just the movie. That's why star That's Wars cool. was like so big to me. It was, it was like, dude, I get to play with the lightsaber. I get to play with this action picture or whatever. And then right. gremlins was like, holy shit, dude. Like, look, it's like, it's right there. And my mom knew about it. And I used to point them out to her every time. And you could tell my mom didn't give a shit. Cause she's like, uh-huh. but you know, like every mom, um, but it was my favorite part. I didn't give a shit. I didn't fucking want anything from the WB store. I was just like, mom, we have to go see the gremlins. Like real quick. Come on. I'm like, I'm 10, yes. by the way. Where did you guys have this? Like in. The only one I remember is when I lived in San Diego. I'll and see that. A... I was going to say this must have been California, right? Dude, like, I wonder I... if it was like if WB stores were specific to California. I bet you it wasn't because like for real about that extra lane on the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that lane? <laughs> Um, what did you rate this movie? Oh my god, dude. Are you serious right now? You're gonna make me rate this movie. For you, you Aaron, for you. Uh because of the nostalgia and how much fun this movie is for me, I'm actually gonna give this an eight. An eight? You're giving Kremlins to it no, on eight? I'm not, I'm not. I'm just kidding. Um Or were you, but my reaction was too negative. No, no, I'm dead serious. I knew I I could have said like I'm turning it up to a ten. But um no, if I if I have to be honest with myself, and I usually have to on this show, um, unfortunately, I do have to give this like a four or a five. As far as actual ratings go, I have to be consistent. I have to stay up to the standards that we've set for like this movie does this or doesn't do this. There is no actual real moral journey in this movie. Billy doesn't learn anything. He is the exact same person that he was at the beginning. Marla doesn't learn shit. In fact, she learns less and gains a lot because she ends up dating the guy who runs the fucking company at the end of the movie. Kate just goes through more trauma and doesn't have any kind of redemption. Dude, Gizmo actually does go through stuff because he's bullied in the beginning and then he turns into fucking Rambo at the end. So yeah, I'll give that a 4.2. I'll bump it up from a four. I'll give it a four point two. But um, there's no plot. It it's just a satire movie. Kind of it feels like it's. It literally was just like it almost felt like he did this because he was asked to do it, not because he wanted to. 
I think that's kind of yeah. like my, yeah. And like made it ridiculous as a result. Oh. Yeah. I, I can't in good conscience give it above a three, but it's, it's an enthusiastic as fuck three. Right. Though. That's the thing. Like, I'm not saying like, <laughs> oh my God, this is a fucking four, dude. Like, no, it's, I still had fun with this movie. This movie is still hilarious. It kind of reminds me of the four that I gave Goofy movie or the 4.9 because it's like every one of those points is like despite everything going (laughs) against it. You know what I mean? Like there's like you have to work so much harder to get the three points in Gremlins 2 that it got. Like it's it's really – it's a lot. So um, super enthusiastic three. Did you have a rating for the Gremlins themselves as bad guys? The the Gremlins are always 10 out of 10. This shit cracks me up. I, I love all of them. I love that none of it makes sense. I love that they are biologically compatible with every extract of every whatever the fuck. I could extract wood from the desk I'm sitting at right now and it would turn into like desk gremlin. Like that's how insane <laughs> this shit is. But like it's also like my back scratcher. I could be like, it's back scratcher gremlin. And like his ears are back scratchers or whatever. Like it's just like it's that insane fun, but it also makes it so like you can do anything you want with these things. Like it just, it makes them so fun and they are just like kooky and weird. But also if you really spent time and thought about it, if you woke up in the middle of the night and that thing was just standing in your hallway, tell me that's still not scary as shit. They are, they do a good job of still being evil looking with while still like being idiots. (laughs) Like, so, and I, they're just, they're really well designed. I just, I love them a lot. I, always I wasn't a huge fan of the look, which is not surprising, right? This is not my aesthetic, is what we've learned doing this podcast. So, like, no shock that that's not my favorite look. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that tracks, right? But, like, I don't know. Like, you're right. Like, conceptually, and, like, done in a way that I think looks less horrible and also, like, doesn't turn into a a salad or whatever because like I don't, it's just I fucking hated <laughs> yeah. that like I, in CG I think this could be great like I and I don't know what tone they're gonna go for I don't know whether it's gonna be like kid friendly and goofy as fuck or like absolutely horrifying I really don't know what way they're gonna go with Gremlins three but I'm now I'm looking forward to seeing a trailer for it but you're right I think like conceptually the Gremlin is a ten out of ten. I, I kind of still give it a three because I'm like, well, yeah. I hate the way that it looks and it's killing me. Yeah. But, uh, but you're also right. Like, I think, I think it, it's, 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 it's like Schrodinger's bad guy. It's both a yeah. three and a 10, three and a 10, depending like on just crazy, at any right? point, depending on what you, yeah, it's like, like it which could one you're looking way. at. So that's the yeah. thing. Like if depending on the tone that we get for this, this third one, if it's going to be like darker and scarier, I think we have to go practical effects. I think we have to use puppets. I think we have to go back because it makes it real. You're like, dude, they're, they're like in their face. They actually have to fight these things off. If it's CGI, you can do more goofy shit with them. Um, and I think that's kind of the route that it really, it depends on the tone that they're going to choose. I, I think, that, I think that, if they do a practical effect, it needs to look updated. like, it needs to look like stranger things and not like but you know what what's possible now that's really only been possible in the relatively recent filmmaking history since they since they really nailed like mocap um what's possible now is to do this like mixture where they and i think stranger things does this where they have like the demogorgon 
um, in season one, like the adult Demogorgon, obviously yeah. the younger ones are all CG, but the adult one is like a dude in a suit, but they, they layer CG over that. So it doesn't yeah. look like a fucking puppet. Like there's a right. way to do a little bit of both that I think looks the best, like the best, scariest, coolest stuff has that combination of, uh, practical and computer effects that looks really good. And that's what I think they should do here. I think they should, they should like layer some CG on top of some puppets. I'd be okay uh, with that. Use yeah. some mocap. You like know? to make them talk. I think. I'd, yeah. If they're going to talk this time, if brain's going to be back, then yeah, for sure. I get that. If they talk, that is the tone. That's the, yeah. the tone is ridiculous. Cause the one that talks is unreal right. and he sits down at the talk show and he whatever i'm not dignifying them with a name that none of them get a name i don't care God. he doesn't have <laughs> no. a name in the movie that's just what like the designers call them they call them the brain gremlin right no i reject that uh, of course you do <laughs> aaron thank you so much for making me watch this again i love this movie so much this was fun this, this was, fun. was yeah this was a lot of fun. i haven't had this much fun on a movie in uh, about a week um, <laughs> a whole week a whole week yeah um as far as movies that we reviewed because we just did goofy movie and i fucking love that movie too but um speaking of movies uh i'm gonna take us out of here please unless you have no okay she said please so we're done um <laughs> as always thank you guys so much for uh joining us tonight uh, we do hope that you enjoyed yourself and maybe even learned something uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well as follow us on all of our social media you guys can find our links for our sites and social media in the episode descriptions if you guys would like to support the podcast we do encourage you to follow us on Patreon where you can catch our special quiz show rewind the timeline and make sure to check out our website for all the timeline goodies including our favorite feature request the timeline which is what brought us here today uh, like we say every time we love hearing from you guys we love getting to review movies that we might have missed or that you want us to cover we've got another one coming up very soon a very birthday special request so I'm excited about that uh, but let us know what you want to see and we will make it happen but as always guys and until next time stay nerdy <laughs>